kind of fun. I get to be the one that controls it this time. I believe we are recording. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Aaron, and I'm with... I'm Jeff. Hey. And we are The Final Word with Jeff and Aaron. That makes sense. It's a very self-explanatory title. So it's 9.26 on a Saturday evening. We just saw Detective Pikachu. We're a little sleepy, so we're going to do a... uh, Bit of a shorter podcast and a little bit lighter. Yeah, we're we're not going to get into uh, philosophical conversations about time or nostalgia. Instead, or immortality or, or immortality. <laughs> that too. Um, instead, we're going to talk about our pet peeves. Yeah, it's going to be a really simple, uh, down to earth one where we're just going to dish about stuff we really hate. <laughs> Which, yay. That should be a light, fun one to listen to. Hey, nothing starts a conversation flowing other than talking about things you don't like. This is true. I mean, that's the majority of what conversations are, right? It's actually sadly true. I can think of many conversations that go that route. So, um, So with that being said, I guess let's talk about our pet peeves. Um, I'm going to let Jeff go first. Okay. Well, so my pet peeve is uh, probably shared by plenty of people. Um, but it mostly flared up when I first moved to the current apartment that I'm at because for some reason, either the previous attendants that lived here were really bad at it or our apartment selling our address information or something. I get so <laughs> much. I knew that. I, ah, I knew that. So much junk mail. Of course it is what it a is. constant flow. Um, and, okay, if we're thinking about it realistically, I maybe get one maybe two pieces of mail a year that I actually care about. And yeah, I got to check that mailbox every day. Otherwise it will fill up because it's just constant stream of Xfinity uh, um, offers or I, I've gotten several AARP offers. Yeah, um, I've gotten those too. And it kind of confuses me because either they think I'm not me or they're just sending them out to everybody. It may be the sending them out to everybody. It definitely is. Uh, and in my case, it's they think they're not me. There's at least three other people that I've gotten addressed to, yeah. which is really fun because uh, I don't know if this is really true, but technically it's a crime to mess with other people's mail. Uh, That's true. And I've just been you know, throwing it down well, the, the circle filing. Thing. I still get mail from the previous owners of my place and... I always feel bad because there's not a lot I can do about it. So I always write, no longer lives here, return to sender. I don't know if that does anything. So actually, I I went, after like a month of this, I went on down a rabbit hole of Reddit reviews uh, talking about the various things that happen with mail. And one of the things is, unless it's like a first, what's it called? First... uh, First class. Oh, Unless first class. First class mail. Oh, or yeah, like, they can't really trace where it is. Well, it's not even that. They just don't care. That's like, true, too. If, if I put uh, return to sender on a piece of junk mail... It's going to get thrown out. It's just going to get thrown out. Yeah. I basically just shifted down the line the throwing out yeah. process. I got one piece of mail for my previous, the previous owners of my place mm-hmm. um, that I didn't realize it was addressed to them. It was a letter. It looked like a letter, and I just opened it up. You criminal. And it's kind of sad. It was over Christmas, and it was a letter from one of their grandmothers sent to them with a check for $100. Oh, dang. And so I was like... So you cashed it and immediately went on Amazon of course. spree. So I was kind of like, well... Because I, I, I don't know where the, the previous tenants lived. Also, for all the cops listening, that was pure sarcasm. He didn't cash it, right? Uh, yes. 
Sorry to interrupt your story. Please continue. Um, no, I did not catch it. So I finally was like, all right, well, I'm going to... So I, I taped it up, or I put it, put the check back in. I put the envelope back in, and I actually mailed the check and the envelope and everything back to the person who sent it. So at least I know it got through. I think it got through. I don't know. But hopefully. So I'm... I didn't do return to sender, so I actually put a stamp on it and everything. So, so you mailed the mail to I literally mailed, yes. I literally, I put the stamped envelope that she had sent inside another stamped envelope that had her address that I sent back to her. So. You are an upstanding citizen. If it was not, if there wasn't a check in there, I don't think I would have, like, yeah. cared that much. I mean, it would have been kind of sad, but I also felt kind of bad because it's been almost five years since I've been at my place. So. Oh, maybe they don't want to be in contact with each other. I don't know. It was I mean, some bad blood there. You would think, and I'd never gotten a mail piece of mail from this person before to the previous tenant. So maybe it was grandmother's going senile. Who knows? Who knows? Or is you know trying to reconnect after five years of. That's true. Maybe uh, they had a, a falling out. But um, I feel like we, we've gotten slightly off topic from our uh, no, our this, pet peeves. This also makes me angry, so we're good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Well, uh, getting getting other people's mail is kind of one. Of, it's I, w- I wouldn't say a so, pet, fee- pe- pet peeve, but it can be frustrating because there's not a lot you can do about it sometimes if it's yeah addressed like it's addressed to the person at your address and you have no idea where that person is. Um, well, and what's more annoying, so in your situation, you received a handwritten letter from someone. It's like, okay, that makes sense. I get other people's junk mail. Oh, yeah. Like, like, hold on for just a second. Vamp for a second for me. I'm, I'm vamping. So while Jeff gets his junk mail, I'm going to say my dad still gets mail for his mother at his address. And his mother has been dead for 20 years? Dang. And, and he still gets mail for her, addressed to S. Pinsker, Sylvia Pinsker. So this actually is not as loud or interesting Ooh, as I thought it was clipped. going to be. Ooh, clipping. That's fun. Um, this is the mail that I've gotten in the last, like, two weeks. And you, why are you holding on to it? Uh, I recycle it. And so once it gets to the top of this box here, I just recycle it with everything else. I did that, and I got $300. What he's referring to is a, a uh, First Bank um, ad. Promotion. Where if you switch to First Bank, you get $300. You actually got $300 for this? Yeah. You don't even have to switch. You just open up an account. And you deposit. You have to open up an account, um, well, set up. We're getting very close to being an ad for First One Bank. We are not an ad for First no, One Bank. No, we are not. No. I, so you open up a new account. Um, you have to set up online banking within 60 days. And then you either need, and you could do this very easily, uh, set up a direct deposit and have $500 of direct deposit go in to the account within 60 days, or you spend, um, was it $500 over the course of 10 debit card purchases, and then they deposit $300 in your account. Yeah, actually, now that I'm looking at these, these aren't aren't the just generic junk mail. That one, the first bank. This is, is definitely generic junk mail because um, it's to our neighbor. It's addressed to oh, our neighbor oh, at. I gotta say that is the most infuriating yeah, part. Right, it's, I'm not your neighbor. You're just some corporation trying right. to get money from me. Well, sorry, I mean, right. It's, this is your. This is obviously your pet peeve. Yes, if, it, if it frustrates me. If you couldn't tell. Um, well, actually, so this this box that I have in front of me isn't just the generic mail. It's actually the generic mail that's addressed specifically to me mm. for companies that I don't use. This one's well, okay, Xfinity. You that, use that's Xfinity, then. But I do not use Xfinity. By the way, is Comcast, and Comcast sucks. So they that's tried true. to rebrand to Xfinity, rebrand to Xfinity. Why well, didn't Xfinity exist and then they buy it? 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But they I definitely are awful. I definitely have never been to the local Ford nice. dealership or Progressive. Which then you wonder how the hell did they get my name? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, you, Again, about a month after living here and getting all of this junk mail, I decided to f- do some research into it. And the first thing I realized is all of your information is just, just out, out there. there. Yep. Yep. So one of the worst offenders, well, they're all terrible, but the first one I found is uh, the white pages. Oh, You can yeah. literally type your name in, and it'll give you your phone number, your current address, your previous phone numbers, your previous addresses, all of these things. And this is the part that makes me the most upset. To remove yourself from these well, lists. you have to pay for it. Sometimes you have to pay for it. Sometimes you have to go through elaborate uh, processes. One of the worst ones was you had to literally mail something to somebody, yep. and it was a, it was a form, yep. and it was like there's got to be just a, a opt out. No, that they, they wanted to make it as difficult as possible for two reasons. One, it behooves the post office to help promote junk mail because that's the only way they make money at this point. Which again, the post office shouldn't make money. It's a service. It, it shouldn't be something that makes money. It should just be something that exists and is funded. Well, we get the, the the whole the existence of the post office is a whole other thing because it is mandated in the constitution that the post office must exist. However, the post office is not officially government run. It's this pseudo private government thing and then Congress recently decided, "Oh, the post office must make a profit." Which it just all. Which is the reason why I have this box of junk mail. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. So yeah, junk mail pisses me off. I don't think it pisses me off nearly as much as you. Oh, I if I if I open that mailbox and I see a couple pieces of junk, my at least for an hour, I'm just seething trying just, to. I've called these companies several times, being like, "Hey, so you just." sent me a mail with my name in it. How'd you know my name? Right. And all of them were like, oh, it must have been an error. It's like, no, it's not an error. You just bought a list. Yeah. Like, oh, it's sorry. in a database somewhere. I'm, now, of course, the problem, the person you're talking to is just some peon who knows yeah. nothing. But And I always have a, a rule that whenever I'm talking on phone services to be as nice and mm-hmm. easy. It's the reason why I've gotten a lot of things to go right. my way. Yeah. Um, I often say I'm not frustrated at you. I'm frustrated at the situation. No. Well, which really goes a long way. So that Ford one, again, I actually called those guys specifically because I had recently had some issues with uh, potential fraud. And I wanted to make sure that, mm. that I hadn't by accident bought a car from Ford. <laughs> And so I called them up just to make sure, especially because the, the first one that I got from Ford was like, uh, hey, we just noticed your car, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh-oh. Uh, anyways, so I called the guy up, and I actually got him in on the conspiracy with me. Interesting. So we were talking about it, and he's like, you're not even in the system. How is? How do you? How do they know your name? Oh, man. I'm pretty sure by the time I uh, ended that phone call, either he hung up and resumed his normal life because he's a... Uh, person who works at a call center and doesn't really care about my personal needs. Right. Or he's now wearing a tinfoil hat. Either way. Or both. Or both. He Maybe he was wearing the hat before. Maybe that's true, too. Um, you don't know. You couldn't see him. But yeah, so, so to kind of recap my pet peeve, I hate junk mail that's sent to you. I hate it because there's no way to opt out in an easy fashion. And my personal opinion is it should be an opt-in system, <laughs> which is what it's kind of supposed to be. Like, really, you're not supposed to be solicited by things that don't already have service with you um whenever you whenever you're signing an application or something like that and there's or especially online and there's that checkbox that says um you agree to send us to let us send you stuff you have to uncheck it you have to uncheck it um most things are opt out or basically whatever you don't want is what's set by default (laughs) usually Usually, Um, but that's not the worst offender the worst offender are these guys. And for the audio listeners, which is funny, we only have one audio, I'm pointing at a part of the mailing address where there's a whole bunch of numbers and then it's followed by ECRWSH. 
Um, and ECRWSH is basically a code. Oh. That yeah. means this was sent to literally everyone in your current neighborhood. Right. Um, it wasn't. No one sent it specifically to me. Although this one does have my name. The, the but some of them that just say our neighbor at or yeah, exactly. current resident or whatever. What happened was the company bought the address list for this entire neighborhood. And then there's a certain amount of cents that they have to pay for this. And then everyone gets it. And it's like, that should be illegal. I shouldn't be. You are going to love this one. Okay. I was actually telling my dad this earlier today. Somewhat ironic. Every year around Christmas and Easter, there's a big mega church near me. Oh, no. Every year I get a letter in the mail from them inviting me by name. It has my name on it, inviting me to their Easter service or their Christmas midnight which, mass. Which, which denomination is it? Um, I don't know. Calvary. It's Calvary Bible Church. I don't know what specific so, denomination. Some Christian, right? Some Christian. Oh, yeah, and which, some. which denomination are you? Um, for those who don't know, and I have a feeling at the moment all of our listeners know, I'm Jewish. I'm actually currently wearing a kippah, which, you know, you can't exactly see, but you can, <laughs> but you can hear kippah on. Oh, yeah, it's making noise. I'm sure they're going to love that. That's going to sound awful. Maybe you just start a little bit of ASMR. <laughs> you know, this is a good mic to do that. Uh, anyways, this mega church. Yeah. So, and it's, I've kind of thought about showing up one time just, just to confuse the hell out of them. Why is a Jew here? What is happening? So the problem is it wouldn't confuse them. They'd be like, ooh, well, That's yes. true too. Yes. I've had, so we'll get to my pet peeve in a moment, but this is a fun story. So <laughs> this was... I may have still been in college or shortly out of college. I don't remember. So in Boulder, there is a, oh God, there's a big church downtown in downtown Boulder. I can't think of the name of it now. Um, it's a Catholic church. Let's just and, say that you're keeping the name um, censored for its privacy. Yes. Because that's what we're all about here right exactly, now. Exactly. Yes. Um, it's on 15th and Canyon. So yep, if, you ever wanna, if you ever want to find it, <laughs> maybe 14th and Canyon. Uh, in any case, no, it's 15th and Canyon. <laughs> it's just, Everyone, um, everyone's on the edge of their seat trying to decide, like, is it 14 or 15? We don't know. It's the new debate of the year. It's it's on 15th in between Spruce and Canyon. No, Walnut and Canyon. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Just go. Just continue. Please, please, for the love of... Oh. Anyways, it's a church, and many, many years ago, there was um, a mutual friend in high school who goes to this church. And she was going to Midnight Mass for Christmas and invited a bunch of her friends, including her Jewish friends. And for the hell of it, it was me and um, two or three other Jewish people. Um, like, what the hell? This will be fun. Let's go. We got the most like the, genuine but uncomfortable compliments. Was it like sickly sweet? Yeah, it was just like, oh Saccharine. my god, we're so glad you're here. That's so amazing. Oh, I love Jewish your... people, and you're just kind of sitting a there. A lot of going, my friends are Jewish. Yeah, and, and and I'm just all of us are just sitting there, kind of, like I know you are actually meaning well. I get that, but at the same time, this is so freaking uncomfortable and weird. And do you understand that? Like, is <laughs> is this? Are you processing how weird this is, or is it just? Going in one ear and out the other, or right over your head, or I'm sure at some point we're gonna have a podcast about religion. It'll probably be our last podcast. We'll it will alienate all of our you know listeners. I, but maybe. So now that we've uh, 
completely gotten off topic. Well, I, that's the whole point of the show. Yeah. Um, I'll wrap oh, and I'm, re- I'm remembering now how we got to this point. I was trying to figure out because I the, talked about the, the junk mail com- from yeah. Calvary. Yeah. yeah. So I, the last thing I want to say about junk mail before we switch over to, to Aaron's major pet peeve um, is the fact that there's – what I really would love to do is recreate the Seinfeld episode – <laughs> where I go to the post office and just simply try say, and close down your yeah I just don't want I don't want a post box anymore yeah um and I have a sneaky suspicion they won't let me do that oh I, I guarantee you they'll either won't let you or just say that's not possible yeah or or something along those lines yeah or actually what would be really surprising if like yeah sure that's totally always been an option yeah um problem is that you still do every once in a blue moon get an actual important piece of mail. Yeah, and really, the biggest one is tax documents. Right. But those are all online still. I mean, most everything at this point you can get online. Um, like, you, especially any utilities or Comcast or anything, you can sign up for e-bills and you're going to get it all online. Yeah. I um, mean, I've, I've definitely strongly considered having my, my mailbox closed down. I'm yeah. using air quotes for those who can't, can't hear, yeah. um, can't see. But – and getting a, a P.O. box just at the post office – because you have to pay for a PO box, though. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I figured that way, if it starts filling with junk mail, it's kind of their problem, right? Yeah. Um, but I wonder what the, what would happen if you don't check your PO box and it literally fills up. What they'll do? I think they'll probably contact you and be like, "You need to empty this," or we're just going to throw it all well, out. And or... Actually, what you, you're describing was my like nuclear option for this. Is if I go to the post office, they say I can't close my post. I was saying, okay, cool. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm no longer going to be collecting mail. Um, so mm. either you can close it down and not send it to there, or you're going to have to deal with the fact that it's going to be full because I'm not going to touch it. I think they're going to literally start piling it in front of your house. Well, actually, when I lived with door. Jared and them, uh, we didn't check the mail often enough because no one cared. Yeah. Uh, and routinely, the postman would actually come to our door and knock and say, oh, hey, your guys' was so full, so I brought it to you. And <laughs> I, I'm like kind of split personalities here thinking, well, that's so nice. And also, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> You can't get away from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really frustrating. Yeah. I It's one of those things that it's irrational. All I've got to do is just take it, throw it away, or recycle it. It takes no time at all. Mm-hmm. But every single time I open that mailbox and I see... Uh, That's what a pet peeve is. Yeah. Well, actually, what's really cool is they, they started a new service where you can uh, make an account with USPS and they'll send you an email of what's in your mailbox... Uh, basically, anytime a Interesting. Ma- yeah, anytime something gets scanned for your address, right. it gets sent to you. Huh. Um, and so now I just check that email, and when I get something I'm actually interested in, I check my mailbox. Huh. Until I then, I just do don't that. care. Oh, it's wonderful. You don't have to do that. I mean, it's funny because now I've essentially signed myself up to double the junk mail. It's just one, right. one is electronic and one is real. Electronic's a lot easier to deal with because you can literally have it automatically file away. Yeah. So, I mean. Really, that's what you need. You need a robot that checks your mail for you. it for me. And just throws away the junk and then gives you the actual stuff. It would be quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one more thing I'm trying to think of, but I, I've forgotten it, so. You can get back to it. Yeah, I'll sort of circle uh, around. So, I'm thinking about my pet peeve. And I don't know if you would call it a pet peeve. It's definitely something that, I mean, I guess it kind of drives me crazy. So, well, I guess that's a pet peeve. Well, actually, but, hey, this is a perfect part for our topic. What is a pet peeve? Yeah, we could get to, into that. But so for me, it's inefficient use of space. Ah. In particular, and it's one of those things that I like have no control over it. I'm in a parking lot 
and there are so much so many fewer spots than there could be in this parking lot or the layout of the parking lot is just done in this really illogical stupid manner it drives me crazy and i will literally kind of look at the parking lot and uh, envision okay this is how if i could do it this is how i would completely redo it and it would be so much better and i've done that not just with parking lots but um at a um the beer garden in boulder oh yes in the back there's um there's a brew pub in boulder called the beer garden and uh they have trivia every tuesday in the back uh in the back of the the restaurant and there's just not a lot of places to sit and every time i'm in there i'm looking trying to figure out there's got to be a more efficient way to do this so you can get in maybe one more table yeah Uh, also just for the listeners at home the beer garden loves this idea where uh instead of tables they just have these really 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 long benches and so you basically have to always sit with another group which is fine Except for when you have cases where there's like six groups of two. Yeah. And so even though the bench could definitely hold way more than that, the bench is currently at max capacity because everyone's kind of spaced themselves out. Well, and it's it's a catch-22 because on the one hand, a bench is more efficient. You can squeeze more people into a bench. But at the same time, in this capacity, it's significantly less efficient because yep. people don't want to be – there's a thing called personal space. Yes, personal space. Um, um, so it's – and it's not it's not just with parking lots it's it's everything and i can't think of like a perfect example outside of a parking lot but there are so many times where i'll walk in somewhere and i'll just have this moment of i can actually completely commiserate with you on this oh you got one yeah i got my my condo my place it's um it's actually it's quite nice but my bathroom is this really weird bathroom it has like two parts to it um one part has yes. a sink and a toilet, and the other part has a sink and a shower. And separated or, by doors, and yeah. And so it's not a bath, like a one and a half baths. It's one and a quarter. I don't know what you would call it. And every time I'm looking like, okay, if I had the money to kind of tear down my bathroom and rearrange it so that I could have actual one, one and a half bath. And I could totally fit it in that space. If, But it involves, you know... Construction in your condo, which <laughs> do it yourself. Yeah, but um, uh, so actually, I was gonna say I can completely understand this because I also have this irrational hatred towards people who use space inefficiently. Um, for me, oh oh oh, he's got okay, folks. He's got he's got another idea. He's oh oh, what is it? What dishwasher? Oh, people loading the dishwasher. That oh my god, that's my biggest pet peeve. And it's, and it's also the, an inefficient use of space. It's the same thing. Oh, my. It drives me nuts when you look in a dishwasher and it's packed, but it's really not. And there is so much more room to put in dishes. Drives me crazy. I actually had a roommate who yelled at me once because I kept undoing the dishwasher and redoing it. And yeah. she was going to run it. And We're going to bring it down sorry, just a bit. Sorry. We're going to bring it back. Center, center myself. When when this when this idea was suggested, I was thinking it was going to be a really good one to talk about pet peeves because again, it makes conversation flow. Didn't realize how energetic talking about pet peeves was going to make us. (laughs) Well, it's that that anger and frustration. It gets you riled up. It's true. I'm looking at the the waveform that we're recording for the audio, and uh, (laughs) it it jumped up a little bit. We've been clipping more than we've clipped the entire time. (laughs) I think so. Which, by the way, clipping basically means you weren't too loud. Yeah, and Um, the the microphone can no longer 
process that and you just get if you clip enough you're just going to hear like a noise Some just buzzing. a high pitched noise uh, not right. only that but before we started Static. I basically was saying how it's almost uh, quiet hours at my apartment yeah. and so we have to be quiet but well, we moved away from the wall yeah we, we're, we're fine yeah. I mean worst case scenario I just piss off the people that live next to me for the next couple of years and you know that's fine it's it'll fine. be their pet peeve yeah, yeah totally I'm okay You're, with this you'll, you will be their pet peeve yeah that's very true um, so I was going to say in terms of inefficient use of space um yeah, I, I totally know. interrupted you. No, that's fine. This is this was your moment. This, yes. I'm going to center I'm myself just... now and let you talk. <laughs> I'm just merely piggybacking off. You it. may see violent gestures as you're talking. As in... So for me, anytime, um, when it comes to inefficient use of space, anytime you have a place where seating is limited and also fixed. Because, okay, it's very natural that if I'm going to sit, I don't want to sit directly next to a stranger. And so I always leave that one space. And I'm okay with this. This makes sense because if everyone did this logically... I, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, everyone would use that one space and then it would be full and then people would start have to sit in those middle spaces. But you know what people do sometimes? They don't just move one space over. They move two. Mm-hmm. And although this doesn't make... This might be hard to conceptualize. What that does is essentially reduces the entire capacity of whatever bench it is by two. The one that they sat in and the one that they now have shifted over by one. It, uh, real, without visualization, it's kind of hard to show, but basically, whenever this happens, you lose an additional seat just because now you have two people uh, that are spaced between two chairs, which since everyone's trying to look for a chair that is... Is not next to somebody. No one will sit in those two yeah. chairs. And so you've basically mm-hmm. nullified one of those chairs. You know, it's really interesting, and um, we ran into it... We went to see a movie. I don't remember what movie it was we ran into. Um, a lot of movie theaters now that you have to reserve seats. Oh, yeah. They will not let you have a single seat in between you and somebody else. Yeah. And that seems like an actually really good idea sure. on paper. However, we ran into an issue once where it was when we went to see Shazam. Mm. Um, Jeff and I saw Shazam and I bought two tickets and then I realized another friend wanted to come. So I went to buy a third ticket for her. But I had I had left two seats between us and the other person, mostly because it was like perfectly in the middle, not because I wanted to leave two seats. So I went to get her another ticket that would have left one space, and I could not buy that ticket. Yep. So I had to literally return Jeff and I's ticket and then buy all three tickets. <laughs> and is, yeah, and which put, is more of a programming error than anything, right? But it was kind of like, and I get it's it's makes perfect sense because the theaters don't want to deal with. Yeah. Well, that. again, what what happens is if you do that... Wow, we're still clipping. Uh, maybe the... I'm going to lower the gain a little bit. Oh, cool. That will be something right in the middle where everyone has their headphone volume set perfectly because they, we've been clipping and now we're yeah. going to get really I could, I could raise it up and then make everybody, you know... You, you should do that just just because at this point... Okay, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, the our, our three listeners will really appreciate this. We're at six. Ooh, fancy. Maybe. I don't know. Um... Or yeah, zero, I mean... So what I was going to say is it, it all comes down to the... If there's two seats that are empty, a single person will not use those seats. Right. Theoretically. Most likely. I mean, right? If, if I have the option between sitting in the middle of three seats mm-hmm. or sitting in one of the two seats, I'm going to sit in the middle of three yeah. because I have space right. on both sides. Right. You know, really what it should be for the, the algorithm for the reserving of the seats is that if you're only buying one seat, then you can have, you know, one seat... But then I can go buy three seats and get three seats all throughout the theater so that we can all sit by ourselves. I mean, you could. That would be weird. I don't and then, know. And then return two of the seats. You could do that. 
that's definitely that's that you would lose your service fee. But you yeah, know. well, that's fine. Um, um, basically, what I'm trying to say is it should just be a universal standard that everyone knows that everyone's going to try to sit one seat away from everyone else. And therefore, all benches should always be an odd number. Therefore, we can maximize the number of people that can sit with having that one seat. When you say separation. bench, do you mean actual, not like yeah, a you flat know, bench? Like in an airport where they have those those specified seats. Yeah, the little... The, the little yeah, whenever whenever there's like. an odd number, you always end up with either someone dangling like a off concave, or... It's a concave seat. Yes. It's supposed to like fit your buttocks. Or and just be generally uncomfortable. You, if you, actually, what it is, it's it's supposed to be generally uncomfortable if you lay down. Exactly. On it. That's um, which I'm fine with the ones where the, they have the armrests at least. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing that drives me crazy. Armrests. There is only room for one arm on an armrest. And that's, you, uh, yeah, you get that especially in theaters or um, stadiums just, or whatnot. Which like, who gets the armrest or airplanes? Yeah. Who well, gets the armrest? It's like one, you know, every person can have one arm resting, but there's always the one person who's just like, no, I'm going to take both. So for airplanes, there's actually a unspoken truth. I don't remember which comedian said it, and I'm really unfortunately sad about that because I always like to cite my sources. But basically he said there are, there are three seats. Mm-hmm. The window guy, he has the benefit of the wall so mm-hmm. he can lay on it, mm-hmm. and he also just has his space generally. Mm-hmm. That's his benefit. Yeah. The... Middle. Aisle guy, the aisle guy has all the area, so he gets a, he gets the right armrest. He gets the right armrest. He gets a little bit more leg room because he can spread out and a the bit. The person in the middle gets both armrests. Exactly, that should be the civil way to deal with airplanes. I agree with that. I'm is the guy in that. the middle gets the armrests? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, when you're in a theater, it just kind of like you just kind of sit next to the person and you have this you know moment of silent communication where you're like. Who's putting their arm down? So in a theater, and if, I, if I put mine back here, and you put, if I put my arm at you know the back of the armrest, and you put your arm at the front of the armrest, and we can share it. I don't know. Actually, side story about uh, fighting for armrests. I was in a um, airplane. I was in the middle seat, and I abide by the rule. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle seat. I should probably have the armrests. Mm, that didn't go over well, did it? Well, at the same time, I'm also the kind of person that doesn't like confrontation. So uh, I'm, I'm, I sit down. I, I. I try to make myself as small as possible so people can get in and everything like that. Bad mistake for this one because the instant the guy who was sitting in the aisle sat down, he just spread out, took uh, both armrests, and even put his foot in my seat. Well, oh, ooh, big mistake! That's I was like, that's that's fighting words, right I, exactly. There, I was like, I'm, I'm so fighting posturing. I don't know what the. I'm all scrunched up, and now I can't unscrunch because this guy has spread it out. And the uh, the person in the window is also not having a great time. I'm a rather large gentleman, and just sitting next to me in general is probably not the most comfortable experience. So I always try to make my... Yeah, that's why I'm... Anyways. So we're sitting across from each other. Oh, that too. Also, you smell really bad. Um, anyway. I was going to say this. Think about you. <laughs> um, so, oh, you hurt my feelings. Oh, God. Um, anyways. Yeah, so back to the story. Uh, so, yeah. I'm I'm all scrunched up. My elbows are in front of my chest, trying to be as, as small as possible, and also can't get any bigger because of the other guy next to me. And then he goes to the bathroom, <laughs> and I'm thinking, "This is my do chance. It, do it." And so I just lean back, put my arm down, and you know what he does? Shoves my arm out of the way. Did he really? Yeah, he did. <sighs> Luckily, it was only an hour flight. Oh my god! He was, he was ballsy. Holy crap! I would have. I don't know what I would have done in that situation, but Let's be there honest, would have definitely the same been... thing I did, which was nothing. Well, you and I have very different approaches to confrontation. That's a fair point. I have, I've never gotten in a fist fight, fortunately, but I've gotten very close more times than 
I would care to admit, and I'm a pretty small guy, so people don't expect that out of me. So, small but stocky. Yeah, I'm you can pack a small punch. but mighty. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, so I basically just sat in the scrunched up position for the rest of the flight. Uh, and that was a really fun, fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I, um, had a friend who he posted something on Facebook. I don't remember what it was, um, like how it came about, but got into this whole conversation about, do you lean your seat back on an airplane? Oh, I never do it. See, and I always lean my seat back. You criminal. No, see, that's the thing. I feel like you, you're already squished in this aluminum can at 30,000 feet. I can lean back a little bit. And you go back, it's like five degrees now. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, if there's a huge big person behind me, I won't do it. And I usually, when I lean back, I kind of look behind me and make sure that, you know, I'm not going to knock the other person down. But I feel like if everybody leans back, it kind of evens out. So I okay, I but it's also it's, so you're you're the same kind of person who once one person stands in the audience, everyone has to stand in the audience because now that one person is blocking the vision of everyone else. So you would probably not like going to football games with me. Well, I don't like going to football games. Well, that's true. Actually, no, I can. They're, I don't they're, they're actually, you can. Yeah, um, because kind of my section were uh, my dad and I go to Broncos games and we are sitting five rows up from the field in the north end zone. And good seats. I'm taking it. Yes. Okay. And our section, we ju- we don't sit like f- for most of the game. We are standing. No, I'm actually pretty cool with that. And, and well, what's funny though is you get we're most regulars are it's season tickets, so usually regular people. But every once in a while, you get somebody who hasn't been to a game or doesn't normally sit there, and <laughs> they want to sit, and nobody's sitting, and they don't complain so much as just kind of look around like, what do we do? Yeah. And there are definitely, there are unspoken rules of, all right, it's time to sit. There's nothing going on. Everybody rest your legs. Yeah. And actually, I'll be honest, I like standing at certain events because it makes you more engaged in the event. Yeah. Um, especially concerts. Uh, whoever's sitting at concerts. Yeah. Especially if you're anywhere. Especially if it's like a good, like a, yeah. not a not a classical concert, but a, a rock concert, if you will. I always will. feel really bad whenever I go to Red Rocks, which is the wonderful concert venue nearby. Um, and the people next to me are sitting down and, uh, they're, everyone else stands up because it's what you do there. And yeah. they're looking around like, what do I do? What do, I do? But I wanted to sit and enjoy my musics. Yeah, like that's, I mean, you could sit and still enjoy the music, I suppose. I mean, like you can still hear whilst sitting. You just cannot see the concert, which, you know, depending on the concert, um, um, yeah, so well, it, it's clear that we've we've kind of let this topic run its course a little bit. So we're going to wrap up. At least the up. two we talked about. Yeah, we have plenty more. And in fact, we're going to do a quick uh, lightning round. That's exactly um, what I was going to call it. Yeah, exactly. So we've I, we've spent a few minutes to write down five pet peeves that just kind of came to the top of our heads. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to spend like maybe 30 seconds explaining each one of them, maybe yeah. less. Yeah. Um, and so I'll start off with uh, – so my main one I talked about was junk mail. But the real thing I'm, that kind of upsets me a lot is whenever you have a paid service that you pay for that gives you ads. This is things like I bought a Roku TV, um, and so I bought it. I, I paid the money for it, and yet every time I turn on the menu, there's an ad for some Roku thing that I can use. It's like uh, HBO. If you, Whenever you watch an HBO show, the first 
five minutes maybe are advertisements for other HBO shows. Yeah, it's like I paid for you so I didn't have to deal with the advertising. Right. Yeah. That's probably one of my bigger pet peeves is that. Yeah, that's... Okay, Aaron, yours. Um, so obviously my main pet peeve was inefficient use of space. And I realized... It's it's the dishwasher. That's I think like that's like the number one pet peeve. You really just really hate the dishwasher. It, like, anyways, I'm not going to get animated again. Um, my next one, um, a little bit difficult to describe. So I'm going to give an example, and I hope my dad is listening because I'm going to be mean to my dad. Oh, um, this close to Mother's Day. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> um, so. My dad is pretty proficient with computers, not nearly as proficient as myself or Jeff to a lesser extent. I am mildly insulted, was but the, it is that was probably the, technically yeah, that accurate. Was, that was the point. Anyways. You know it's bad when you you don't realize you're being insulted at first. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, I do, you know, I do IT stuff in real life. I have to work with people who are not very proficient with computers, and I'm pretty good with dealing with patients. With my dad, though, he can figure it out, but because I'm around, he doesn't. And it's that kind of thing, like, you can do it. I know you can do it. Stop relying on me, or I don't quite know how to wrap that into how to describe a pet peeve, but it's one of those, like, damn it, I know you can do it. Stop being... That's that's I, pretty... Yeah. See, I actually have kind of the almost opposite situation. Um, when I was... like five years ago or so i my mom not the greatest with technology sorry mom you know it's true or at least it was true here's the thing i used to have to do a lot of stuff to help her her through it she's gotten very self-sufficient at it to the point where i don't receive calls about having to reset the router or anything does that make you sad no it makes me super proud oh that's good like uh, and also frees up a little bit of time which is nice yeah yeah, yeah, it's thank and, you, thank you, mom, for actually yeah. learning the stuff because well, and it's funny because my mom really tries. She's not that proficient, but she really tries to figure things out. And my dad's the exact opposite. He's like, eh, "You fix it." I'm like, <laughs> Come on, dad, you know how to do this. Hey, that's why you you exist. You, right. you exist to fix their problems. Right. Uh, um, okay, so my next one. This is just in general. Anytime it manifests itself, it frustrates me, and that's just entitlement in general yeah whenever somebody does something just because they are them yeah. and they deserve to do it oh see for me i feel that's like it's, it's more than a pet peeve it's more profound profound than a, a pet peeve what it's makes like, you so special right you get to do this right it's like you are not better than anybody else so yes i'm i'm giving the microphone he's the giving right a really now. rude gesture to the microphone which yes. is actually across from me so he's actually giving me the rude gesture. pointing it at the microphone it still hurt yeah. Um, um, okay, Aaron, you're next. So um, this one I think is somewhat universal, probably uh, rude customer service people. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of in a customer service job for a little while. I worked at an Apple store. I had to you know work with customers, and I, I totally get when you get frustrated. But that's why like you can go into the back and complain to your friends. Taking it out on the customer is just going to make everything worse. Yeah, you're not going to get better service by yelling at the guy. If right. anything, you're going to get intentionally worse. Right. Well, you think about it. As a customer service person, you do not like pissed off customers. So why would you act that way toward the customer? Yeah. There it, was, it doesn't make any sense. I remember there was this really recent – I went um, – it was around – it must have been around the holidays, so not that recent. Went to the UPS store. I had to drop something – an Amazon package I was returning. And um, it was kind of crowded, and I walked in. I wasn't sure where to put the package, and I just kind of looked at the the guy at the worker at the counter, 
um, saying, hey, where should I put this? And me being oblivious, there was this big sign that said, packages go here. And he looked at me, he's like, there's a sign there, there's a sign there, there's a sign there, it goes there. I'm like, sorry? I was oblivious. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I was, I was, that, like, I was, compl- it was not, I wasn't trying to interrupt him. I was just like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. See, but, I, was, I was reading that entirely backwards. I thought you meant people who are mean to customer service. You're talking about customer, customer service, service people. Be, yes. Oh, that is frustrating. Yeah, because it's, like I said, like, as a customer also service like a person. terrible way to keep a job. Exactly. And it's like, why, like, I, yeah, and I'm sure this guy, it was probably a really long day. It was around the holidays, but it's just. Like, yeah. You don't need to be that way. Anyways. So, okay. My next one, it's actually... Yeah, looking at all mine, they're all somewhat related to being entitled. Mm. Uh, the next one is aisle standers. Now, these are the people... Say that again? Aisle? Aisle oh, standers. Oh, aisle standers. Yeah. yeah. So, these are the people that, you know, you're, you're doing your grocery shopping, you're doing that. And all of a sudden... They're um, in the middle of the aisle. Jenny and Susan have met each other for the first time in years, so they're going to stand there in the middle of the aisle and talk about their entire life while you just want to get past them to get to the Cheerios. And you're a very nice guy, so you're not going to be like, move. You just stand there very quietly going... Actually, you know what? It's even worse than that. I am so against talking to these people that I'll pretend to be looking at something else in the aisle because I don't want them to think that I'm standing there waiting for them. Interesting. Do you ever just go around, basically, go out the the wrong... Yes. The, yeah. I will definitely do that before I interrupt them. Yeah. Unless, of course, I'm actually in a hurry, I will either... Do, do this weird deception thing. I don't know why I do it. Uh, don't like I, confrontation. It's like, oh yes, these can of peas is really what I've been looking for. As I R- right kind of gesture, you're like, oh, mm. I, but I'd rather be looking. At, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you're very yeah. It's kind of this uh, subtle obviousness of you need to move. But yes. I'm far too nice of a person to say move. Yeah, and I mean, when two people do it, it's bad. But when one person just puts their cart like perpendicular to the entire aisle while they look at things it's yeah. like you've blocked the entire yeah. yeah it starts in high school and it continues throughout life uh you know it's interesting mine my next one is somewhat similar to aisle standards because people are standing in an aisle it's specifically when a bus is very crowded and they're standing room only on the bus and they're trying to pack in as many people as you can and there's somebody standing like right in the middle of the bus in the aisle and they will not walk to the back of the bus. Yes, yeah. And you're just like, we can fit in so many more people just walk to the back of the bus. And then finally somebody says, can you walk back? And they take like two steps. Yeah. And you're like, really? Do you, or really? Do you understand what's going on here? This is one of the nice times it's good to be big because yeah. uh, I've been in that situation where I'm standing next to the person who won't move mm-hmm. and I just start moving. Yeah. I mean, that's usually what I do. And I've, I have walked past somebody before. I've pushed them out of the way. And like, I will go to the back of the bus. Yeah, I feel like a... So, one of the things I wanted to mention much earlier that we're going to interrupt this middle second, I think a lot of these pet peeves, and maybe just pet peeves in general, have to do with a loss of control due to somebody else's actions. And I think loss of control due to somebody else's actions, and also um, just a general be a good person almost. Like, yeah. don't be a dick. It's like, did you get a different manual when you were born than I did? Right. Um, Anyways, okay. So my next one. So probably your final one, I think. Um, no, actually, I have two more. Oh, you have two more. I only have one more. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to save this one for last because I think this one is something that everyone will hate. Um, and kind of similar, just over-eager drivers. Like, that's... Continue. I'm driving down the freeway, and everyone's moving at basically the same speed. There's mm. no real room. And you get this, like, little Honda Civic, and it's just shifting lanes back and forth. And it's like, dude... 
you're being so much more stressful to everyone around you and you're not making much progress. What is the point? So this is hilarious. My next one is the exact opposite of that. Overly hesitant drivers. Which I am, which makes what, sense. Right. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't I don't think I've driven with you yeah, there's a in reason. a really long time. I purposely try not to drive with people. Yeah, but it, it drives me into especially people trying to change lanes or merge and either come to a complete stop, like oh. on the exit ramp or on the entry oh. ramp to a highway, and it's like, you're going to kill somebody here, or slows down so much to get over, or starts to get over and then doesn't get over. What What is so hard to understand about the zipper? Yeah. You zipper. That's how you get on the freeways. You zipper. I know. And I, I get when people are nervous or, you know, first-time yeah. drivers or whatnot, yeah. but like it gets to a certain point of maybe you shouldn't be driving. Yeah. Like, if you're that cautious... Because what happens is it's the opposite of what you said, but the same result. Yeah. That, you know, the person who's weaving in and out of traffic is going to cause an accident. And the person who's going 40 in a 65-mile-an-hour zone can, ca- can cause an accident. Yeah. Which I will say the only reason I'm going 40 is because my car can't go 60. Right. And that's when sometimes I have you put your blinkers on. Or, yeah. I don't know if you ever do that. No, I don't. But... I will say I have gotten a lot better at being a bit more aggressive when driving. Right. Now that I live in a place where everyone is aggressive right. while driving. used to have a joke with a high school friend that instead of uh, teaching defensive driving, they should teach you offensive driving. <laughs> Just have a bunch of people driving around trying to cut you off. And when, <laughs> This was probably not the best way to teach, but when I, when I was in driving school, my uh, instructor would always say the same thing, which is, just pretend like everyone's trying to kill you. <laughs> it's, that's not necessarily a bad way to go. Okay, but, so I'm going to end this segment. I, you don't have any more? Um, I don't think so. I'm going to listen okay. to what you say, and I may I have a feeling you'll hate this one, too. Yes. So there's a general version of this, but this is the specific like version. Like, hate it with yes. you? Yes. You, okay. I hope, because if you don't, then you're a crazy person. That's not entirely impossible. So there's a general version of this, but this is a very specific one that I hate. And that's when people give their kids their phones to play with, oh, God. but they don't mute it. Oh, my God. And so you're just sitting there on the bus, and all of a sudden you hear, like, Candy Crush sounds going yeah. over and over. It's like, first of all, your kid is three. They probably shouldn't be attached to the phone like that. That I mean, that's a conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But also just playing sound in public is such a bastard yeah, move. Well, and I, I can build off of that. People who are listening to music on their phones. Yes. Not on their headphones, but on their phones even. Just playing the music out loud on the phone. You're just like... Really, dude? It's, it's a, it's rude. B, it sounds so awful. It's like it's and like it's, it's piercing because yeah. you know the phone, phone speakers are do, so tinny. Yeah. Also, and, C, dude, you you don't have a good taste in music. Well, that's true. Too. That's oddly, or maybe not so oddly. Most of the time, it's really bad music, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I am a wonderful connoisseur. Of music. Yeah. Everything I like is gold. I, I um, mean, I'll say this. This entire podcast has been showing how unconfrontational I am. I have specifically said, hey, man, put your headphones in, please. Yeah. Or something probably to a weaker effect, but right. still. But yeah, and it's what I wonder, especially with the parent side of it, yeah. where they give their kid the phone, like, does it not bug the parents? Are I they think, just tuning it out entirely? I think at that point they've just gotten Like they're just so done numb. with, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I could see that. But. I don't. I don't like judging people, but think of the kind of person that's going to give an iPad to a three-year-old so that the three-year-old doesn't, you know. Yeah. The, the, the first time I actually experienced this was when I was at the DMV, mm-hmm. um, and I was waiting to get, I don't know, I don't know, maybe new plates or something like that. And just this uh, lady came in with two cat, uh, two cats, sorry, my very, very uh, – 
terrified cat has finally decided to come and grace us with its terrified. presence. Not terrified, nervous. Yeah, brand new cat though. Yeah, or new to Jeff. Anyways, yeah. Long story short, if you're gonna want to listen to sound in public, use headphones. Yeah. Just be courteous. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, and what's you know what's funny? A lot of those games that have sound. Have, I don't. I don't even. I mute it for myself. Yeah, the the sounds are not good. Yeah, it's. We're, not, remember, we're like, not playing a triple A game that has a cool story. Exactly. Playing like that bus one. <laughs> okay. So, All right. Um, oddly enough, the podcast that we meant to be just a really quick one is probably going to be one of the longest ones is that we really? have. Yeah, we're at about forty-seven minutes. Oh wow! Well, um, you know. So we'll finally end. Wow, up. it's ten thirty. Damn. Yeah, you're going to have a fun drive home. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll end it up with the segment that I hopefully will always end it with, the final word. And, and it uh, is uh, Jeff's turn to pick the word and for me to guess. Yeah, and I, the instant we thought of this plan, I thought of this word, and I really hope you don't know what it is. Okay. Okay. I hope I do. The word is egglet. 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 E-G-G-L-E-T? No, A-G-L-E-T. A-G-L-E-T. So is it pronounced egglet or is it pronounced aglet? Well, okay, that just might be my accent. Okay. Aglet, aglet, whatever you want to pronounce Aglet. Aglet. Interesting. Now, here, can I ask what type of word it is? Noun, verb? It's a noun. It's a noun. That's, I figured as much. Yeah. I mean, you don't go aglet things. Aglet. So, I'm thinking something along the lines of like an inlet. Like an inlet? Okay. Um, So, you know so oh. you know the entrance to okay. okay. So maybe aglet is like the opposite of that, even though ag is not the opposite of in. So th- well, uh, I mean a a is usually like a yeah, like uh, atypical. Prefix, is, yeah, yeah um, okay, that could make sense. Um, I'm prob- am, I, am I even remotely close? No. Okay. Uh, so you think of those really really shiny rocks that people find. Do you know what those are called? The um, you find them on beaches when they've. Um, you know, the sand and the Yeah, oceans. I know you're talking. I didn't know, you know what those are called. I don't something? think I knew it was. So they're there. called eggets. Huh. Now, you want to know what an egglet is? It's that little plastic bit on the end of your shoelace. <laughs> and this That's has been the final word. Awesome. <laughs>